Before I get into today's episode, I just wanted to give you a heads up that there is a bonus episode coming out on Friday, January 29th. And the reason that I just finished recording that is because it will be the ninth anniversary since we lost our son Trevor to suicide. He was 17 years old. And it's a core part of the story and about why I do what I do now. And so I thought it was appropriate at the sort of the beginning of this new podcast journey to share that with you because it is such a part of who I am and why I do what I do now. So just wanted to let you know that if you haven't subscribed, to the podcast, this would be a great time because then you'll get a notification when that episode comes out. So today I am introducing you to my friend Tracy Bianco and she is a life coach. She's a certified executive coach and the author of A Checklist Life, Breaking Free from a Life of Obligations. So let's get started. Welcome to Beautifully Bloomed, the podcast where we explore how to break you out of the box of rules and beliefs that are holding you back from the life you are meant to live. I'm your host, Rebecca Turvo. Join me as I share mindset tools, coaching conversations, and human design to help you uncover your unique gifts and create the life, relationships, and business you desire. Welcome, Tracy. I'm so happy to have you participate in the launch of my new podcast. Yay! <laughs> Super happy to have yeah, you here. Thank Welcome. you for having me. I appreciate it. Yes. So first, before we get started, I just want to share how you and I know each other. Um, we met about, I think it's a year ago. It yep. actually popped up on my photos. Yeah. Like, did it pop up on your photos? Yep. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, it was a year ago that we met each other at a retreat in Oregon. Yeah. And there was something magical about the, our energy together because I was immediately drawn to you. And I thought that was interesting. There was a couple people, right? I was drawn to yeah. and you were one of those people. And I've just like, that's always stayed with me that there's something special about our connection. Yeah. I mean, how did that, how did that work for you? Like, I, I agree. It was, um, the, the retreat was a magical experience, something that I will always remember. And sometimes I default to uh, geographical um, connections. We're yeah. both Midwest gals and I oh, yeah. am biased toward Midwest. <laughs> I forgot that part. We're so both, yeah, we've got yeah. that connection. And I think yes. that you and I are in uh, similar stages of life and also yeah. with our businesses being willing to make the changes that entrepreneurs make when there's something that is attracting them toward making some changes. So all sorts of reasons, I think, that you and I yeah. connected at that retreat. Yes. And I just so appreciate that because we have like a long-term friendship now and I really, I enjoy that. (laughs) So yay, thank you for being a part of my world. Um, So I just wanted to ask, first of all, because I feel like my audience is women, entrepreneurs, people who are coaches or trying to fully go into a coaching business from a job. Can you share the process you went through from I assume you were in corporate at one time, and I don't know the details of that. You were in corporate, and how did you come to leave your job and like make that decision, that leap (laughs) to be? Yeah, yeah. Um, So my career actually started off. I was a teacher for about Uh a dozen years, and uh, that was my first leap. I left the teaching world, did a complete one hundred and eighty, and went into the business world. 
I was actually uh, working to become a court reporter. So I went to school at night. I worked at a court reporting company during the day. And ultimately what ended up happening when I was working in that corporate setting is that I worked in management, didn't start in management, but I worked my way up to management and realized how much I enjoyed uh, the leadership positions and being able to help people and guide them and support them. Over the course of time with that company, uh, while I enjoyed some of the leadership aspects of it, what I didn't enjoy was that I was um, running on a treadmill every single day. Mm. It felt like I was burning the candle at both ends. I ended up being at a point in my life where I not only wasn't being the best employee I could be, I wasn't the best wife I could be, I wasn't the best mom I could be, I was frustrated more often than I wasn't. And I kind of hit a brick wall and decided this wasn't the life that I wanted to live for my remaining working years and decided to make a switch. So I started my company and started off doing corporate training, uh, going into different organizations and helping with various soft skills. Once I started doing that, I had people in the audiences coming up at break time saying, hey, I want to ask you about something. Realized I was doing a lot of coaching um, during my breaks and then went and got my coach's certification so that I could provide the leadership training that I still provide along with coaching. So I kind of put the two together over the course of time. So a lot of little leaps throughout my career. And one of the things that, looking back now, one of the things that resonates with me the most is that every time I made a change, I would make the change and I would be excited about it, but then something wouldn't feel right again. Mm, And it would have been a lot easier, not as meaningful, (laughs) if I had been able to just wave the magic wand and go, oh, this is what's not, doesn't feel right. Oh, this is what it is. It it wasn't quite that smooth and easy. I had to figure it out along the way. And a lot of the ways that I figured it out was by falling flat on my face. Yes, (laughs) I I would fall flat and fail in some (laughs) regard and think, okay, I don't know about this and make a few changes until I finally found where I'm at now, which is my, my career home, that's what I'll call it, because it, it feels like home, what I'm doing now. It feels like what I was made to do, and I needed to have all the prior experiences that I've had in order to get to the place that I now am. Of course, yes. And I'm curious, how old were your kids? Because I know you have three or four. Yeah, three. Yeah, got three. Like, yeah. how old were they when you left your job and started um, a business? A good question. So were they, they at home? Been, or? Um, I think we had one at home at the time, one in college, the other two were already gone. So the years that I was burning the candle at both ends and really not enjoying life, they were more, they they were teenagers, maybe Mm -hmm. early college (laughs) years. Teenage years, from my experience, weren't weren't the smoothest (laughs) of my parenthood years. Totally get it. (laughs) And so so that in and of itself, just being the parent to a few teenagers was stressful. And then add to that, I had really long work days, uh, very stressful work days. Uh, It just was a recipe for unhappiness, quite frankly. There's a lot going on in the family and the job, right? And it's like, how do you mix those two together? Exactly. So I just love um, 
talking about how we, how a little bit about that life balance too. But for you, I think that's where we connect is like you said, we're both in the same age range and we have like similar number of children. Yeah. And yeah, that's why now I'm remembering this. Yeah. And the other thing I would say, just, just sticking with that um, working mom or working parent yeah. theme is that when my kids were younger and needed more of my time and attention, I was also balancing that idea of, I go to work from Monday through Friday, sometimes it's good, sometimes not so much, but I don't have time to, I don't have time to think about that. I've got yeah. meals to make, <laughs> I've got uniforms to wash, I need to do yeah. all the things that yeah. we do as parents. And looking back, I think that I, I put my needs to the side yeah. And while everything has worked out, so I'm not complaining, I also wonder what would it have taught my kids in their growing up years if I had decided to make a change. I did make one change when I left teaching, started working in the business world. That was a change like, hey, this isn't fulfilling me as much as I would like. I'm going to make a change. My hope would be that that taught them a lesson that we don't have to stay planted in right. in a job in a situation if it's not feeling like the best fit for us and then i've just continued to make changes along the way so my hope yeah. would be that the three of them look at these changes in in a way that lets them know they don't they don't it's not a requirement that we stay stuck when we feel stuck exactly or yeah. even stay in the quote career we went to college for I feel like yeah. that's our generation, though. You and I were in the generation of being responsible. You know, it's mm -hmm. like yeah. you go to college and you went to college for this thing. That's yep. it. Like you better follow through. You know what I mean? Let's not waste that. Um, exactly. I have the same experience. Yeah, exactly. And I even remember my mom saying to me when I was going to leave teaching and, and I continued paying for my teacher's certification, yeah. whatever it is, I would go back to that office every year, or every other year to pay because I kept thinking, maybe I'll go back to it. Yeah. But part of the reason for that was that whole mindset. And my mom reinforced that, <laughs> loved her to death, but um, yeah. reinforced that, oh, Tracy, you've put so much time into yes. your education. And I, I went and got another degree and I moved beyond that degree in the field of education. And in reality, what's ultimately helped me is that I, I did get that education in the field of education, which has helped me in my business ownership, being exactly. able to create programs and put the curriculum together and be organized and help and guide other people. So it's not like I burned my yeah. college degrees and <laughs> no. never used those skills. I still get to use exactly. those skills every day. Exactly. Um, yeah. I love that. And, and as we're on that topic, I feel like it's a good lead into, um, you wrote a book called The Checklist yeah. Life. And I feel yeah. like some of that is about this rule following, this way we should do it. So tell us why yeah. you decided to write a book like that, or why did you decide to become an author? What's that story yeah. about? Yeah, sure. I, I got to a certain point where I realized once I started my own company, was doing the corporate training, stopped doing the traveling, started working with clients more in my home area, doing the coaching as well, 
the more that I became settled and um, settled in the best possible way, the more that I felt this is the work that I was put on this earth to do, the more transformations I was having myself, both personally as well as professionally. And then the message just kept coming to me, you have figured this out, share that message with other people. Share your, um, the mistakes that you've made along the way. Help people figure it out sooner than you did, Tracy, and <laughs> guide them along the path. Not to say that people need to make the same choices that I made, but the, the overall theme is that the checklist life is, this is what I should do. You've already um, shared one example, yeah. Rebecca. I went to college <laughs> for this, so this is the, the job that I will have for at least 40 years of my life because yeah. that's what people should do. All those sorts of lessons that started to fall away when I made different decisions, I wanted to share those stories with other people to help them create the life that they want to be living rather than one that they feel they should be living. Exactly. All those shoulds. Yeah. <laughs> and the rules. Like, yeah, I feel like both you and I are the good girls. So, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. we had these rules we grew up with and you should yep. just continue to follow those rules no matter how old you yeah. are. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that funny how that goes? I've yeah. been in that totally yeah. same spot. And that's amazing. So how has this author journey been for you? I mean, was it kind of scary to become an author? Or did you leap all in like, yes, I'm ready to share my story? <laughs> it's been yeah. an exciting journey. My book was actually published shortly after the pandemic hit this year. Oh. So the, the regular book launch strategies didn't happen. But mm -hmm. I think one of the most rewarding parts of having published the book uh, are the, the the people, the readers that reach out to me and say, this is exactly what I needed. Um, I was feeling stuck. I I know that I, I want to make changes and you've given me, this book has given me the courage to make some of those changes. And when I receive feedback like that, it, it, it just clicks with me that this yeah. is why I wrote the book. So yeah. I, I'm so happy that I went through the process. I learned how to stay committed to the process and do my writing every week and do all the things that are needed and uh, help people in the process. Yeah. So that was the whole goal and feels very satisfying. Yes. I which knew that. I do know how it feels to satisfyingly get to the end of a book and yes. publish the book. It is one of the best feelings ever. I mean, nobody <laughs> can take this away from you, right? You can call yeah. yourself an author for the rest of your life. Yeah. I think yeah. Yeah. So what is it that you do now and how are you serving people in your business? Yeah. So I'm sticking with the leadership theme that I talked about in my last role as an employee. I worked in leadership mm -hmm. and now I help people with their own leadership, both personally as well as professionally. Some of my clients are uh, organizations that hire me to come in and help with their people development. I provide uh, soft skill training sessions. I coach individual employees who are having difficulty with being productive or achieving the results that their, their organization has for them. So I'm able to help in that way 
not only help the individual employees, but the organization as a whole. And then I also coach individual leaders outside of the organization. They hire me on their own to help them with their leadership journey. So those people might be um, a solopreneur who is ready to begin hiring people. Uh, I've got a wonderful experience from my last workplace uh, of how do you hire the right people for your team? How do you hold them accountable? How do you set up the culture of your company, this, this baby that you've created? How do you share the culture that, that is part of who you are with these people that you're now hiring? Uh, so I, I have coaching clients that are like that. And then I also have coaching clients, uh, met with one just a couple hours ago today. She is wanting to develop more of her leadership skills in her personal life. So she is a self-described people pleaser, someone who her brain is saying, say no to that, say no to that, while her mouth is saying, sure, I'll mm -hmm. help with that. And so her, her leadership journey is more about how do I stand up for the, the real me, who I really want to be, that person inside of me, and and, and maybe let down other people. I don't call it letting down other yeah. people. That's what she's saying. But but yeah. really lead ourselves. So yes. it my my work is all about helping people be better leaders of themselves and of other people as well. Wow. It sounds like really important work, right? And so because like for women especially, I feel yeah. like this isn't something that's embraced by society. Yeah. Like men are the leaders. I mean I think that's kind of what we've come through in our society is men have been the leaders, right? Yeah. And now it's trying to step in as a leader as a woman. Yeah. And even though I think all women, you know, we're different from each other, we're not all yeah. built exactly the same. There, there are studies that, that talk about the compassion and the empathy that women bring into leadership. And, and me saying that, it, in no way am I saying there are no men with any empathy right. or compassion skills. <laughs> Of course, men exactly. have those in varying degrees, but there are so many things that women bring to the table. We can be strong, courageous leaders yeah. and bring empathy and compassion into our leading, which helps us yeah. be strong, courageous leaders. It's just the it, ripple effect of uh, the, the, what compassion and empathy can bring to any situation. Yeah, and as role models for our children, right? Our, yeah. our sons and our daughters. Yep. You know, I feel like all of that is so important nowadays. And to learn how to be more of you, like this is exactly the kind of stuff I'm focusing on too. So it's fun to talk about how other people are doing that work because it's not yeah. something I think we learned when we were growing yeah. up. Like, let's be uniquely you. No, I was never told that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was told, here's the rules, and we're all going to follow these rules. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like a group thing. It, yes. it wasn't about uniqueness. Yes. And yeah. so, you know, our gifts are so unique to us. So, um, the other, so on that same thread, I want to talk about this concept of being uniquely you, I use a tool called human design. So some of my listeners might not know what that is yet. But you know what your human design is. So since you know, and I know, this is so fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, so Tracy is a manifesting generator. 
And I'm yes. just curious. So we had a reading or I don't really call them readings anymore, but we had a session a while back. Mm -hmm. And after that, you shared with me and with others how helpful that was. And I'm just yeah. curious if you can share what has that really helped you with in your life, knowing who you were designed to be through your human design chart? Yeah, I think that one of the big things that that session did for me was it gave me permission that I probably al yes. always had, but didn't realize it. It gave me permission to be who I uniquely am. And yeah. it's not tied to, um, well, this is the job I have, so this is how I need to be. Well, this is the family I grew up in, so this is how I need to be. It's literally tied to you know, when you were born, where you were born, yeah. all the things. And so it's, it's, it's how the universe <laughs> created me, basically. I know. So, you know, one of the <laughs> things that came up in our session is that I've got the, the wait to respond uh, decision-making yeah. strategy. And I thought about some of the decisions that I've made in the past that were more impulsive decisions and how yeah. those turned out. Sometimes they were very costly decisions. Yeah. Um, other times it was just a waste of my time, a waste of my effort, which could still be costly. When I said costly, I meant yeah. money, but yeah. costly can mean many different things. And I realized that since making some of those decisions, I had begun to naturally turn toward hey, I really want to do this. Let me think about it a little bit. And then when we did our session and you shared that whole wait to respond, yeah. sleep on it, yep. you know, you've got this idea, just sleep on it, see, see what you think when you wake up in the morning. I was like, yeah. oh, that's, that's, what, yes. that's, that's what I'm doing. I haven't always done it. Now that I know that that's what works best for me, anytime yeah. I want to click the buy button or, or do something <laughs> right. very impulsively, it's like, nope, yes. just let this soak in, sleep on it, maybe sleep on it more than one night and mm -hmm. put it on the shelf, just kind of let it marinate a little bit. That has helped me so much. I think in the past when I when I didn't just click the button or whatever the impulsive decision was, there were times when I would beat myself up, like, there you go. You just can't make a decision. You're just letting it wallow out there in space. And no, right. it's, it's, that's how I'm designed. So yes. I need a little bit of time in order to make the best decision for me. And it's been really, really helpful very helpful. Yeah. And so what I want to say about that is we, there's like seven to nine, depending on who you talk to, ways of making decisions. So your and my way is the same, right? Yeah. We have the same and it's that impulse, like we have this emotional wave and we get really impulsive because we get so excited. <laughs> <laughs> we just can't wait to buy yep. that thing. Um, and that's not everybody. So I just want to point that out to my listeners. That's not everybody, but it's yeah. super helpful to know mm -hmm. what yours is. Like this has been just life-changing for me too. Like, oh, I could see the pattern, right? Yeah. You, you can look at backwards and see the pattern of how you weren't in alignment mm -hmm. yes. with your design and how your decision maker, you know, all of the things. And so I really appreciate you sharing that because I would love like if more people understood the way they're designed to be, it's just like really helpful for all areas, right? All areas. Like yeah. I think that it's that idea for me that it is what it is. Nobody else yeah. is creating this. It's not some no. 
random report someone's yeah. creating. It, it's, it's the way that I've been designed. Yeah. And then asking myself the question, how do I, how do I allow this to help me Yes. Rather than hold me back. And, and exactly. I would say in the past, the ways that I held myself back in, in retrospect were ways that I was trying to go a- away from my design and, and do things in a different way. I didn't know it right. at the time, right? but it was <laughs> kind of trying to go against the grain rather yeah. than, hey, this is who I am. Let me celebrate that. Let me give yeah. myself permission to be who I am at my core. I think that's an interesting point too, because I found this, that I would like judge myself for doing these things, but actually then I found out, oh, but that's who I am. Oh, and it just was like, it was like juicy acceptance kind of like, oh, (laughs) it was easy. Like, oh, I can be that. Like I can totally be that. But of course, that's because I'm designed that way. And I just want to say that it's like a scientific process. It has nothing to do with you answering questions, which mm-hmm. is amazing. Like you don't have to take yep. a big, long personality assessment. I just think that's fascinating. Yeah. And so, um, yes, and that's why I use that in my current business. But I want to wrap up this interview, Tracy, with letting you tell us like, what would you want to share with the audience and where could they find you if they wanted to work further with you or check you out? Sure, sure. Well, my website is simply tracybianco.com. And on my website, at the bottom of every page of the website, there's an opportunity if people are interested in learning how to better lead themselves first. I have distilled it down, all the mistakes I made throughout (laughs) my career, I distilled it down to just five main choices and they can get uh, some free information from me by filling in that uh, information at the bottom of any of my website pages. And there's also a place on the website for people to contact me if they're interested in the coaching I do or the training I do, whatever it might be. So it's a good place to start just right there on my website. All right. Thank you. And we'll have those in the show notes below. So thank you so much, Tracy, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, Rebecca. If you have enjoyed listening to this podcast, please check out RebeccaTurvo.com forward slash design. Come set up a time with me so you can discover how to use your human design to create the life you desire. 